Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. We're so excited you decided to join us. Um, make sure you go over and leave those five-star reviews. If you like this, go over and listen to our other podcasts like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Funnel Down Defense or Coaching Youth Hoops or whatever uh, whatever one of the seven in our in our network that you would like to listen to. Uh, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. They are always, what I love about Dr. Dish is they're always innovating. They're always making that a little bit better and that's what that's why i think they're the best machine out there we like i've said before we own three of them and i would not be talking about them every day if i did not believe in them mention coach unplugged they'll give you 450 dollars off and they'll give you a one customer service and then also what what helps keep the lights on what helps keep everything moving is teachhoops.com um it's for coaches who want to get better it is a one-stop shop buy a basketball coach for a basketball coach um, you know, I'm always working with my team 365 days a year, working on making us better. And I want to do the same thing for you. I'm giving you resources, one-on-one calls, office hours, a roadmap per se, that will help you uh, become a better coach. And we offer a 14 day free trial because I believe you should come in and kick the tires around and see if it's right for you. If it's not, that's fine. Um, but I, I guarantee that you're going to love it. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Hey, guys, uh, Byron Scott here. My, my philosophy, uh, especially in coaching, has always been very simple. Defend, rebound, run. And what I mean by that, when you talk about defending, uh, two of the teams that I had when I coached New Jersey and New Orleans were in the top five in defensive uh, statistics all year long. And those two teams were very successful in New Jersey. Nets at that time went to the finals two straight years. Uh, I had a, a team in New Orleans with Chris Paul and David West and Tyson Chandler, very good defensive team. We were very successful. 
So that's one of the main reasons that I think, and it's any sport. If you, if you look at sports, if you look at baseball, why do pitchers get paid the amount of money they get paid? Because they want to shut down the offense of other teams. Defense has always been what wins championships. And for us, when I played in LA, you know, Pat Riley was real big into rebounding because we wasn't the biggest team in the world. We wasn't the most physical team in the world, but we were very gritty. And so we knew if we defended every year or every night, we knew if we rebounded every night, we can do what we do best, which was get up and down the floor and run and have some fun. So in the years that I was in LA and we won championships, that was our formula. And when I started coaching, I took that formula to heart. I took it to uh, Jersey with me. I took it to New Orleans and then Cleveland and here in LA. And I've always truly believed that if you do those things on a night to night basis, then you have a chance to win every single night. The one thing and the one thing that's always been hard for coaches is to get all the players to buy in to that philosophy because players have their different opinions on what they think will make them successful. And it's always about them at the time. And I got to get them to, to, to really understand that it's about the team first. You know, so with that philosophy that, that I would have, I, I would also get these three by five cards and I would give one to every player on my team and it would show them exactly what their role is going to be. So there's no question at the end of the day. You're not going to come to me and say, I don't I didn't know my role, coach, you know, because I'm going to have it for you right here. And some players might not agree with it. We'll have our conversations. But for the most part, I think as a leader of a team, when you have those philosophies, you also have to make them very plain and clear to certain guys on the team. And I did that for every person on the team to make sure that they understand this is where we were coming from. But defense in every sport has always been a key to winning championships. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Basketball is no different because now you got five guys that have to play together on the floor at all times. They have to be a, what we call on the string. You know, one guy moves, everybody moves, okay? They have to be able to cover each other and they have to communicate on that defensive end. And the Laker teams that I played with, we were great at, um, at communicating. We didn't have any great standout defenders besides Michael Cooper, but we were a great team defensive team. So that's the things that I tried to take with me when I started my coaching career to New Orleans and New Jersey, obviously, and then Cleveland and LA. And I still think to this day, when you look at stats and you look at teams that win championships, the Lakers were one of the best teams in the NBA last year on the defensive end. That's why they won a championship. And I don't think it'll be any different this year. It's gonna be a top five team on the defensive end that will win the championship. Golden State Warriors, all those years that they were winning championships, everybody talked about their great offense, Curry and, and Clay Thompson and how great they, sh they were shooting the ball. Look at the defensive stats. They were one of the top defensive teams in the NBA at the time. So again, very simple philosophy when it comes to a winning formula in basketball. For me, it's always defend, rebound, and then let's have some fun and get up and down the floor. So high school coaches, one of the ways to get some of your guys to buy into defending on a night-to-night -night basis, you gotta give them examples. Bring up Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace is a guy that played in the NBA, uh, wasn't even drafted. End up being one of the best defensive players in the league. One of, the, one of those guys that got paid a bunch of money for just doing two things, defending and rebound. Wasn't asked to score. Two things. Look at another guy, Dennis Rodman. Great defensive player. Great rebounder. Played with a lot of energy. Didn't need to score to be effective. You have so many different ways that you can affect the game without scoring. So I know a lot of high school players concentrate on scoring and they want to be Steph Curry and guys like that, which is great. But if you don't play both ends of the floor, your value goes down. So coaches, I would just stress to them that you got to bring them some examples of guys who've made it in the NBA and were very impactful in the NBA just by playing defense. Again, high school coaches, when you're, when you're talking to your players about conditioning, guys that come in out of shape or they're not real big on getting themselves in shape because they just want to play basketball. You know what? You, you, got the, you got the ultimate 
you know, job as far as coaching, but you also got the ultimate weapon, playing time, <laughs> you know, playing time. If they are not in condition and not doing the things that they need to do to get in condition, you know what, this thing over here, they, we call a bench, you know, when it, when it gets to that tail, you know, every now and then guys start getting the message. You know, conditioning is so big. I've always been a big, you know, a big believer and a firm believer in conditioning and making sure that, you know, the one thing I didn't never want to happen on a basketball court is that I always get tired and that way I can't compete with other guys. You know, if you're going to beat me, it's because you're just a better basketball player. It's not because you're going to outwork me. It's not because you're going to be in better shape than me. You just got more talent than me. You know, so you got to make sure you take away some of those things. So if you can get in the best shape in your life, that's one negative that you can take away and make it a positive for you on the basketball court. Well, to me, toughness when it comes to defensive rebounding is all about just heart. You know, uh, it, it's not pretty. You know, playing defense and, and rebounding is not the most glamorous thing that you can do on a basketball court. But again, if you are a guy that's not a scorer and you want to make your mark uh, in the game of basketball and you can do it on those ends of the floor, it's going to take a lot of heart, it's going to take a lot of courage, it's going to take a lot of determination and effort every single night. You know, so a lot of guys don't have that built in, but it is something that you can definitely get if you continue to just work your butt off and just be determined to just go after every shot. Again, Dennis Rodman was one of the best rebounders in the league that we've ever seen, and he was only 6'8", 215, 220 pounds. So it can be done with determination. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to philosophies, number one, as a coach, even though you, know, you get the final say, you still have to be open to listen to your players. You know, you gotta make them feel that they're important, that they, what they're saying is important as well, that you're listening to them and you're taking that to heart. Now, you're gonna make the final decision, but most of the times, if a player really feels that you care about them and that you're listening to their opinion and, and they're trying to tell you something that they feel is better and you don't agree with it, that's fine. But you gotta make your players feel like you care about them, that you want the very best for them. And that communication is so big. And it's not just high school, junior high, elementary. It goes to college and the professional level as well. And the one thing that I always had was an open door policy. I always wanted my players to be able to come in and talk to me about anything. Sometimes it's personal, sometimes it's on a professional level. But for them to have that comfort to be able to come to me and talk to me about it made me feel that much better. So again, your doors have to be open. You have to have an open mind as a coach to be able to listen to your players and, and take what they say and you know, dissect it a little bit and digest it and then you know, tell them what, the reasons why you're not going to you know, implement that or do what they want you to do. And if you can do it that way, I'm telling you, you, get, you gain so much more respect from your players. Well, my, my first few years as a coach, I was stubborn as hell, you know, and, and I just told you, you know, as, as a coach, you got to be open minded. I wasn't real open minded as a coach my, my first couple of years. You know, it was this way or no way. You know, I was really stuck on that. And so, you know, obviously with experience, you learn things, you know, as, as I got to my second job with New Orleans, I, I think I gained a lot more respect for the players that I had. And I was much more open to listen to them. And I had some great players. I had some young players but I had some great players. So I learned a lot from my first stint in New Jersey uh, to become a better coach and to understand what my players were going through. Uh, and the communication level was much better. And, and those are things that just, sometimes you just learn in time and experience is sometimes. The yeah, I, I mean, like you said, a lot of players, you know, you don't, you're, you're not blessed sometimes to come in a situation where you can just jump right in and be a leading scorer of a team. I, I came in a situation coming from college where I'm, I'm with the Lakers. I'm with Magic Johnson, Kareem and James Worthy you're as a rookie, you know, you're not leading that team in scoring. You're not even getting off the bench much. You know, uh, the guy that was in front of me, you know, Mike McGee, you know, once Pat Riley made the change uh, and said, you know, you know, B. Scott, you're starting, blah, blah, blah. I looked at that and said, you're never getting this job back. You know, that was my opportunity. 
you know, and, and a lot of guys, like I just said, you know, we, we don't have LeBrons that just come in right away and just play, you know, just play the way they just played. Even Kobe Bryant, when he came in the league, you know, he had to sit down. He had to sit down for a year before he got, you know, the second year where he was playing a lot, but he wasn't a starter. And then the third year, he just boom, you know. So again, when you get those opportunities, guys, the one thing I used to always say, you know, once it comes around, you better take full advantage of it because don't think it's going to come around again. It might not. You know, so if that door opens, you better be ready to run through that door and, and, and take full advantage of it. And the only way you can do that, though, you got to be prepared. You got to be ready. You got to be in shape. You got, I mean, all those things set you up to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that's going to be you know, opened up for you. If you're not ready, that opportunity comes and it closes and all of a sudden you don't get that opportunity again. Then you just, you know, you just squandered away uh, a, a chance of really doing some great things, you know. So we, we talk about, you know, conditioning and preparation and things like that all the time when it comes to basketball. And, and it, comes, it comes to light when you get an opportunity to get, you know, somebody gets sick, so you get put in the starting lineup and you play like crap that night. Well, you know what, he's coming back, <laughs> you know what, pretty soon. You know, but if you play lights out, you know, it makes it harder on the coach to sit you back down, you know, and that's what you want to do. I used to tell players all the time, make my job hard. You know, make my decisions tough on me to, you know, to decide on who plays and who don't. You know, you're not putting in the work, makes my decision easy. So you got to take advantage of the opportunities when they when they present themselves because, again, you never know when they're going to come back. Yeah, I, I mean, to, to me, preparation is one of the biggest things uh, and one of the keys to being successful in basketball or, in, or any sports or any life in general, you know, anything you do in life. And uh, I, I could give you a story about me one night when I was running uh, here in L.A., pouring rain, went out and ran, you know, what I normally do, you know, even when it was raining. And I came back and I'm lying on my uh, on my porch and my, my ex-wife comes out and she says, you know, why would you do that? Why would you run tonight when it's pouring rain like this? And I looked at her and I told her, I said, because there's a guy that's in Florida is probably about 6'4 that plays in the NBA too. I cannot allow him to get, you know, one up on me. You know, that's the preparation and the determination that I had every single night is because I didn't want to allow people to outwork me. I knew there were guys out there more talented than me, but you're not going to outwork me. And, and that to me was the key for me being able to last as long as I did in the NBA and play uh, for the Lakers and some of the other teams I played for and had the success that I had was making sure every single night that I was prepared to play. I studied my opponents. I knew what to take advantage of because I watched a lot of film, you know, went through the scouting reports. All those things right there get you ready for the game at hand. Hey everybody, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.